Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. And today, have we got an educational show for you today? I don't know. We're laughing offline. Are you going to share any of this, uh, John, about what we were talking about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome <laughs> to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, everyone, again to one of our another special shows here. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, Senior Vice President here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We have another great uh, guest with us, Karina Fauzi who is the president and co-owner of California Marketing and Sales, uh, representing more than 40 manufacturers nationwide in the plumbing industry. Welcome, Karina. Thank you for having me. All right, let's just make sure we can, there we go, give you some good sound. And can I share the funny story we told offline, then you guys can go ahead here. We got to make it fast. We got a great story to tell here. Karina's from <laughs> Guadalajara? Is that her family? No. no. She is from Guerrero, Mexico. Okay. And how did Guadalajara come up here? Because they were just there traveling, right? Oh, Correct. that was it. Yes, and, yes. And her husband has, uh, has, is Arabic, right? Correct. He's That's Egyptian. Right. Yes. He, he's, he's the gentleman, Egyptian. Mr. William, here in the background, who uh, we want to thank, by the way, Mr. William, and of course his wife. So because... we get in a big debate because John Gutierrez <laughs> has to show off his knowledge. He says, you know, Guadalajara is an Arab word. And we're all like, that's not an Arab word. Are you nuts? <laughs> Guadalajara, the city? So we looked it up on Wikipedia, and it means... I can't pronounce this as well as her husband can. Wada Wadi El Hagara. Wadi El Hagara. It was named for an Arabic phrase, which means Valley of the Stones. Wadi Valley of the Stones. And the reason why it was brought up is because they were visiting Guadalajara, which, of course, my dad is from Jalisco, which is part of Guadalajara, right? And so we were just sharing a little bit about... And you're showing off and trying to tell us that that city has an Arabic name and nobody bought it. Nobody believed me. Nobody (laughs) believed me. This is a story, true story my dad shared with me. Um, And because they also have lots of beautiful horses and my dad loved to be on the horses, yes. But first and foremost, I want to thank you both, Karina and Mr. William over here for stepping up and helping our chamber uh, when we needed somebody to help us with our toy drive. Uh, For those of us... um, that have been around our toy drive for many years, people donate at all times. And um, we got a really nice donation this this past, uh, this year in the last couple months. It was just a lot of stuff that we had to store. And thankfully, through a mutual friend, our friend Mirna Velasquez, who's part of our chamber also, uh, we were able to connect with you folks. And you guys opened up what I consider your home, your business, and, and, and helped us store many of our you know stuff, toys and stuff that was donated to us. Uh, by our friend Hank, who's friends of John Amador. And so thank you so much for that, first and foremost. It was a pleasure. That's it. She's just like, it was a pleasure, John. <laughs> no, it was more than that. No, you know? we were happy to help, honestly. Yes. When Myrna approached us and told us, this is what's going on, yes. explained the whole situation, we automatically said, hey, we have the space. Why not? It means a lot. It means a lot. Because as you all know, when we're doing a fundraiser, Part of a fundraiser is keeping your cost down because the fundraiser is to go and help the cause. Um, and part of our toy drive for years that we've been doing, it helps a lot of charities and you know organizations like the Santa Boys Club, the Delhi Center, TKO Boxing, 
many organizations we support, but we also help the orphanages in Tijuana, Mexico that we've adopted in the last, I want to say five years. We adopted about three or four orphanages through our friend Lucy and Lucy's Angels. And so the fact that this was donated to help them also, you guys stepped up big time. So thank you so much for that. It's a great cause. And I didn't know, of course, uh, Mr. William, I, I just met him the other day and that you were from Guerrero, Mexico. Yes, I am. And so is that both of your parents? My dad is from Guanajuato. Okay. And my mom is from Guerrero, but we grew up in a in a Hispanic home. Okay. And where did you grow up, if you don't mind me asking? I grew up in Anaheim. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so I know that um, you were a former nurse. Yes. And you worked in the oncology department or in the cancer center? I worked at the cancer center over at Hogue, and um, then I moved over to a surgical center. Wow, what a transition from being in the nursing and healthcare industry to now, in essence, being a businesswoman, an executive, an entrepreneur. What's that been like for you? It's been tough. It's really? been a real learning curve. What's been tough about it? Being a woman in a man's industry. Really? That's been the tough part. Okay. And having people doubt the fact that I can get a hand of the ropes and be able to handle and succeed in such a male-dominated field. I know Mr. William over here, who's in the background, he refuses to be in camera. I wanted to have him on the show. I know that uh, he mentioned that uh, he really wanted to, in essence, take you under his wing, right? And mentor you in, of course, the plumbing industry, which is the manufactured plumbing industry. Yes. What was that like when Mr. William, of course, your husband, says, hey, I want you to look into this new career and do the switch potentially. It took a lot out of me to make that final decision and decide, okay, I'm, I'm gonna step back from my nursing career and try this new adventure out. He tried to convince me for maybe a good three years and he kept telling me and telling me and I just kept saying, no, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy uh-huh. like in my nursing career said but you're gonna succeed in this just trust me i may share the story he shared a little bit earlier (laughs) yeah i really love what he said earlier off the air he said i saw how tough it was for her and how emotional it was for her and how she would come home crying sometimes when working with these families and i know because of course we own a hospice company and we're in healthcare. my wife deals with this 24 7 right and my staff so i know firsthand what it's like to deal with people with stage four, you know, pancreatic cancer yeah. and, and all types of cancers, right? As a nurse, it can burn you out. It's it's tough, right? Yes. Yeah, it's very tough. You see these patients sometimes every day mm-hmm. and you spend up to eight, eight ten hours uh, with them while they're sitting in the chair getting chemotherapy and immunotherapy infusion, anything like that. And you you mingle with them. Mm-hmm. You get to know them. You get to meet their family. You get to know how they're feeling. Sometimes they're feeling good. Sometimes they're not feeling so great. And it's a tough road. Mm-hmm. And you spend a lot of time with them. You spend more time with them than I would say probably your family. Mm-hmm. And you become they become part of your family. They mm-hmm. become friends. And to see them suffer in a way because of whatever cancer or immunotherapy they have going on, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. It's like seeing a family member going through 
somebody having cancer yeah, or yeah. any other sort of disease, you become close to them. And it's hard when you realize that they're no longer going to come back mm-hmm. and they're no longer there. Yep. That's tough. It is very tough. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you get to learn maybe about their kids and their family. Yes. Right? Yeah. I can share that in the healthcare industry, there's been a lot of nurses that have been moving on to other industries. Yes. I know this for a fact. And the reason why is just emotionally, after the pandemic, they were drained. Yes. They were tired. They were burned out. Because this is what I hear all the time from yeah. friends in the industry. That's correct. So maybe what Mr. William was doing over here was not a bad idea, I would say. <laughs> right? I think he took he took advantage of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> you call her to know if they have an emergency in the surgical center. Can you work today? Can you work tomorrow? <laughs> they still call her? They still, they call, still me. call her. Yeah. I, wow. My boss still reaches out to me. Well, my yeah. old boss. Yeah. He still reaches out to me and he'll text me. He'll say, I, I need you here. I'll, I'll pay you triple, quadruple. Yeah. Just come and help me out. Even if it's two hours, I'll yes. pay you a whole 10 hour shift. I'm like, I can't. Yes. I have a business to run. It's hard now to leave my plumbing business to go work mm-hmm. because. I no longer can focus on my nursing career when I'm constantly thinking of what's going on in my plumbing business. Mm -hmm. It's hard. You know, it's interesting. The reason why we like to peel the onion, what we call in the show, is because earlier she said that in the plumbing business world, it's tough. But if you think about it, you already had been through a lot of tough situations in your nursing career. So you're a lot tougher than maybe you thought you were, I would say. I mean, working with cancer patients day and night and dealing with their families, I mean, that can prepare you for anything in life, pretty much. And of course, now you're you know, president and co-owner of California Marketing and Sales, representing more than 40 manufacturers nationwide in the plumbing industry. Yes. I mean, that's, that says a lot. And of course, also, from my understanding, you're now the VP of this pretty big organization called NAPSD. NAPSD. Yes. Okay. North American Specialty Plumbing Parts Distributors. Which is a big organization. It's a big organization. In your industry. Yes. And they elected you to become the vice president. Yes, they did. And it's nationwide. Hey, kudos, right? Thank you. I mean, that says that you've worked your way up in this journey. It's been a big learning curve. I've learned a lot, and I think that helped with, with this organization. Share with the folks here that are listening to us and watching us, how is your business structured? Because when they hear plumbing, the first thing they think is, you know, a gentleman driving down the street in a plumbing truck, running to unplug somebody's, you know, bathroom. No, you guys are in the manufacturing, right? You have warehouses, from my understanding? Yes, we have a warehouse in Orange, and we provide plumbing parts. So we provide the actual parts so the plumbers are able to fix whatever is wrong. Mm. Um, We have faucets, sinks, toilets, flush valves, everything that has to do with water, pretty much, and a restroom, kitchen, everything has to have repair parts. You're like the Home Depot of that industry. Yes. Everybody comes to you. Specifically commercial. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of vendors that are in the plumbing industry Correct. They have obviously like contracts with you, relationships with you, and they're constantly calling you guys. Hey, we need this. We need this much. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yeah, we're constantly getting or um, our customers are constantly in contact with us every day at any hour 
telling us, hey, I need to, my engineers need this to repair whatever's broken in their facility. Can we share how that business was built or created? So my husband, William, he has been in the industry for a long, long time. And how we started was in 2003. He was let go from his job for this company he used to work for. And he decided to venture out on his own. We used to work out of his garage. Wow. All great companies start in the garage. <laughs> right, Paul? I Apple, started this in a garage. Right? <laughs> Apple, right? Is it IBM? All these big companies. We're in the podcast garage right now. <laughs> Good job, William. And so he took, obviously, a, a difficult, a challenging time and said, hey, I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to start my own business. Yes. Correct. Yeah. That's tough when you're starting your own business. It wish, wasn't easy. It I wasn't can tell easy. you, it was not easy. It was hard. There was a lot of long days, a lot of long nights. Uh, he would sleep in his car for days just to go from one place to another to try to gain customers. Yeah. You know, and then he we would have to pack and deliver and yeah. Yeah. and do everything ourselves for for a little bit until we can get on our feet and we were able to hire we hired we started off with one assistant and she did everything for us wow well i always watch shark tank and i know one of the main things they always talk about is customer acquisition what is the cost of customer acquisition you just said you slept in cars i mean to to gain that customer mm-hmm. there's no price to that sacrifice 13 hours you said 13 to 18 hours driving See, I knew we had to have him on the show. He just doesn't want to be on the show, right? But Should we mic him up here? I think, we, we, I think we need to mic him up, huh, Paul? I say we mic him up and bring him. Come on over here. We We're won't gonna, bring him on camera. We'll just mic him up. You want? No, he can scoot over. He's got that other. Come, we'll just mic him up at least. There, he doesn't want to be on camera. Okay. He wants it. He's on. Introduce yourself. Hello, this is William Pausey. I'm her husband and the um, the man behind the throne CEO and the founder of uh, California Marketing and Sales doing business as California Plumbing Parts. I love the story you shared with us earlier about you wanted your wife to hey be the future of the face and run the business, right? But when you started it, did you ever imagine it'd be where it is today? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I uh, did my share fair with working hard to establish this. Even before I started my own, I was number one salesperson in my previous company that I used to work for. For many years, nobody was able to even come close to my record or my numbers. Unfortunately, the owner of the previous company died and things changed. And I warned them that, are you sure you want to do that? And they said, yep, we can do it without you. And that's where I left and I start struggling because I didn't have money to start. Of course. I was making good money, yes, but I never thought that I'm going to need to have a capital to start. That's when even my own customers start offering me money. William, we believe in you. Take money. Go start. I did borrow some money from friends and family and some customers. Of course. And I, as my wife said, we starting from the garage, got the order from the customer, go to the vendor, get the parts, go back to garage, pack it, ship it, or deliver it. So it was just a one-man show, me and her. We finally got a little bit back in our feet, 
pretty much got all my customers from the previous company. They all joined me. They didn't know the, the, the company. They, all what they know is me, not the company. So everybody start. yeah, we'll go with you, we'll go with you, we'll go with you. They were patient yes. enough to wait for me because I have to wait till I get the parts. I have to go and pick it up. I have to go and deliver it. They were so patient with me till we established this. After that, we, we start with a small office outside my garage. And now, we, thanks God, we have two warehouses in the city of Orange. Two warehouses in the city of Orange. Way to go. Yeah. Thank Way you. Way to go. And I wanted you to share this story because you're on our community podcast show of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And we have a lot of entrepreneurs. We have a lot of business owners have struggled or are going through the struggle right now after the pandemic. You know, mm -hmm. The word I hear a lot out in the field when I'm meeting with a lot of our members is, you know, restructuring, repivoting, rebuilding, because the pandemic did hurt a lot of people. It's important that people hear about the struggle, the journey, and how you overcame those situations. Because like you said, William, you were the one man show. You had to do it all with your wife and packaging it, delivering it, right? And today, how many would you say staff you guys have? Is it, I mean, we have 14 people. 14 people, mm -hmm. great. And these two warehouses, I'm assuming that you're constantly having to be just refilling them, huh? And just. Correct. Yes, it's that's a whole correct. process, right? Mm -hmm. I and mean, we're very small, but we we meet the numbers of the big guys. That's great. You're very efficient. Yes, right? very efficient. I would say. Yes, Paul. Can I ask a question? Sure. I'm just dying to know. Your wife is from Guadalajara. This no, we, she's from Guerrero. Guerrero. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, but you're in Guadalajara, the city with an she Arabic was, name. We yes. were visiting. She was visiting. And your husband's Egyptian. Yes, Egyptian Greek. When did you come here? And how did you two meet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the story we got to hear. Uh, pa Paul wants to know the story. He wants to know the inside scoop, huh? I've been here for 32 years. Okay. She born and raised here. Right. Yeah. We uh, met through mutual friends. Oh, that's great. We started dating uh, for a little bit. And after that, we were uh, unseparable. <laughs> Paul, pa I don't know if you heard earlier. Believe it or not, I pay attention to this. He said... He was the number one salesman yes, for his I company. That. I heard that. Yeah. He closed the biggest deal in uh, his life. Oh, I see. He right? closed the deal. He with closed her. the deal. Right? <laughs> uh, somebody, immigrant, have a heavy accent. I'm working for this American company that they have 12 other salespeople. Most of them are American, born and raised here. Yes. And I'm the only one that immigrant and have accent and all kind of things that you can add to that. They were wondering how I got those customers. What is it? What is your secret? I said, nothing. Yeah. I just go and ask for the business. You yes. out-hustled them. I just go and ask for the business. Yeah. I, um, I remember back in the days, we got a couple of big accounts, a uh, couple of fitness centers that they nationwide, and they look at me and it's like, how did you do it? I was like, I don't know. I speak to them Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you, you've learned some Arabic. I have. Because I noticed when you guys, that's what threw me off a little bit. When they converse. When yeah. they were coming up here, you said something to her in Arabic when I was showing you the She understands the language. Yeah. Not everything, but she understands a lot of <laughs> right? stuff. You, and she, that's why when you sat in the seat and you were like, I'm Hispanic, and you started speaking Spanish, I was like, okay. <laughs> On the way up here, he spoke some Arabic to you, right? Yeah. So, I can understand a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. I know a couple words. Of course, the first thing they ever teach you is the bad words. Uh, <laughs> I think that's in every, which, which is a big mistake. Culture. I shouldn't tell. That. <laughs> that's in every culture. The one she throws think, out at you. I think in mad. every culture they they teach the bad words first, right? Um, yes. But I know a little bit. Okay, that's great. I can pick up basic. You know, hi, how are you? Now let me ask you this: culture-wise, what have you learned or appreciated from his culture, and vice versa? What would you guys say? Actually, our cultures are very similar. Okay. There's a lot of similarity between both cultures. How so? Because you wouldn't think Egyptian and Greek and Hispanic, but I I can't see any connection. Both cultures are very family-oriented. Okay. Family plays a big factor. Yes. Family, food. (laughs) What else? (laughs) The way that we get raised and the way they get raised yes. is very similar. She was in her parents' house till she got married. Mm. She's not allowed to move out, yes. which is the same culture in Egypt too. You don't leave your parents' house unless you get married, so either a girl or a guy. Here, you're 18 years old and you're it's like, out. bye dad, bye mom, and like, yeah. you're out. We're not used to live on our own till you get married. Of course. So there is a lot of similarity of how we get raised. A lot of similarity on the words. There is a lot of words. It's a Spanish word, but it is in, in reality, it's Arabic too. So it's like camis. We call it amis. Okay. Mm. Pantalon. We call it baltalon. Really? Rice. Ruz. Yeah. Ruz. Because we call it ruz. There is a lot of word the... that you never think it's Arabic word. It is an Arabic word. Yeah, because Spain was for centuries... Half yes. of it was controlled by the Moors, by the So there, there is a lot of similarity that well, we've... But I think, like you said, William, uh, the old-fashioned, right, the culture, yes. like our parents are, right, very old-fashioned. There's always that similarity between cultures, especially if your parents were like that and your parents were like yeah, that, right? That, I mean, my, it's, I grew up we didn't married. have dating when we were young. Yeah. You cannot exactly. date. I still marry her that traditional way. I, I went, I asked for her hand oh, from right. her parents. Yeah. I have to get the blessing. I have to yeah. get the approval. That's the way we are. Oh, no, my, my parents will be okay. I said, no, there's no okay. I'm still traditional <laughs> guy. Yes. I'm still going to go and ask for your hand. Well, I'm moving in with you. I said, no, you're not. We have to be, we have to be married American for you girl. to move in. <laughs> well, yeah. we used to, We again, it came to a point to where we were completely inseparable. And we just wanted to be with each other. That's great. 99% of the time. So we were always together. And there was a point that I would just come home and my mom's like, why do you even come home? You're going to leave in the morning. You're going to go hang out with him again. Why do you even come home? Just stay there. And that must have, <laughs> and that must have been tough because we know tough. how old-fashioned Hispanic parents are. Yes. I, I know because my wife, I had to ask for her hand. Uh, actually, I didn't even go ask for her hand. We did it so old-fashioned that my parents went to ask for her oh hand. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, yeah. And when they went, they had to take like Merging an... Merging of the family. Oh, yeah. They had to take a like, a, like a gift, like mm-hmm. a basket. Like, here's a gift for the family. Thank goodness, I didn't and have then to do any of that. Her and I were so nervous about the whole thing because my dad was so old-fashioned and her dad was so old-fashioned. So we're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. Are they going to argue? They're going to fight. We had like all this, right? And when it was all said and done, I asked my wife, what did she hear from her mom? And then I asked my mom, what happened? And they said, oh, your dad and her dad just went to the backyard and they had a quick little talk and they came back in and everything was fine. That's it. So years later, I asked my dad, what did you say to him? And I just said, well, these young kids want to get married. What do you think? And then he was there like, yeah, why not? They're in love. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how we do it yeah. back home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all stressed out. You know, we yeah. were like freaking out like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it was just so simple, you know. But it's the beauty behind the respect. Yes. The culture. 
Well, I remember when I said, oh, yeah, I'll go ask her dad for the hand. My mom said, I don't think you can. I think you, me and your dad have to go. And when I went to my dad, my dad joked with me and he said, I'm not going to go. Ask your godfather to go. You know, <laughs> He was messing with me. You know, And I'm like, what? He goes, well, that's a tradition in Mexico. Either I go or your godfather goes. You know. <laughs> well, um, the funny part is a month before he asked for my hand, my sister-in-law came mm. from, and they live in Canada. William's parents are deceased. Sorry to hear that. So mm. my sister-in-law had to come and meet me because she lived in Canada. Mm-hmm. She came, she meet me, she met me, she met my whole family. She pretty much gave him yep. the blessing. I got the blessing from my sister to, before to I yes. even Shout out to the sister. Her. What's her <laughs> yes. name? Rita. Rita. Shout out to Rita. She ever watches this show. <laughs> she played a major role in, in your like, I can tell you my sister played a major role in my wife and us meeting. So Absolutely. It's only me and my sister, so yeah. it was very important for me to get her blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful story. Wow. You know, this is not I just did, about plumbing and manufacturing, right? <laughs> this is a beautiful story of love, yeah. and happiness, and, and cultures and coming culture, together, right? Yeah. Cultures coming and together, similarity of culture. She yeah. played a big role on the success of this company. I was going through a rough time, and she was standing behind me, supporting me day and night till we build this. Although she didn't join in the beginning, but she was the main support. Is like. What do you need me to help you with? What yeah. do you need him to help you oh, with? Yeah. She finally joined me uh, recently, but the three, four years that she joined, she make a huge difference in this company. And she had a good job and salary, so you got some yeah. financial yeah. stability while I, you're trying yes. to figure this out. That's the part, tough part for entrepreneurs. What do you do while you're getting going? Yes. Yeah. But I love the story, William, that you shared off the air earlier when you said, I saw all the pain that she was going through as a nurse, which is is tough as a nurse, right? Like you said earlier. And he wanted to also save you from that pain. Yes. But you had also been there for him during his pain. Correct. And that's part of building love in a relationship. This is is a love story. Yeah. I thought this was a plumbing story. Pa, I'm being serious here. And then Pa goes into this. I thought we were going to talk about plumbing here. I thought we were going to talk about plumbing. We're talking about our lives. But you know what? That's what builds your successful business. Because if anybody anybody comes on the show says, if you don't have the right people, the business won't survive. Correct. Right? Correct. 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 And obviously, you found love and happiness, and hopefully, a business that's thriving. What's the future? I know we got to close it out soon, but what's the future? What's the goal? What, what do you guys want to do with the business? You think we we want to grow? Yeah. I mean, we want to grow. We want to have growing. more uh, warehouses and different location, different state. We deal with customers that they are nationwide, mm-hmm. so we like to be where they at so it doesn't take that long to ship the products to them more efficient more efficient the factory can ship anywhere the same as us we wait for the factory to ship the products and then we ship it to the client or the customer Mm -hmm. one of our major manufacturers sloan products Mm. they are based in chicago they're big so sloan you see everywhere oh yeah we have to give a shout out to sloan 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 Uh, helped us that's great. So much. This in factory the does not open anybody, or especially a small company like mine. That's great. The minute I went by myself and I asked them to help me, Chris Nakasea was one of the most helpful person. That's great. That helped us to open with Sloan Manufacture credit. I was going to say they got to give you a credit line, and they don't know yes. if you're going to pay. They give that me a hundred thousand right. dollar credit where they wow. not opening anybody. 
and decide to open me because Chris Nicosia vouched for me, stick her neck for me. Wow. And that was the main push that we got. Yeah. That credit line for is us. like a like a business loan, right? Yes. It is. That helps you it is. build I, your business. I, and we use this with every other manufacturer to say, oh, Sloan open us up. Oh, if Sloan open you up, I will open you up. And wow. that's where it got no. really, really helpful from these people. It's amazing. So now we rep 40 lines. We we rep 40 different lines. Wow. Wow. I wish you all success. Pretty soon you're moving to Guadalajara. <laughs> Back hey, to Guadalajara. I want to retire there. <laughs> I will not say yet, though, before yet. before we go, Paul, I will say Guanajuato is very nice, which is where your parents are That's also from. That's from my dad. Okay. Her dad's side. Guanajuato is beautiful. I've been there. It's a small town, right? A lot of, it's very like, Titan, but it's just a beautiful community. I'm reading about Guadalajara on Wikipedia while you're talking. I didn't know that they have opals there. They have that's where tequila is. Oh, of from. course, yes, yes. of course, beautiful. Yes, yes, yeah. Guadalajara is a whole different. I mean, it's another level. Yes. My cousins live there. They're in the manufacturing business, actually. Nice. They love it. I mean, we visit every so often. But you know, I want to just say thank you again for all you have done uh, for us during this this toy drive that we did. Um, you know, both Karina and uh, William. Uh, and I just once again, president and co-owner of California Marketing and Sales, representing more than 40 manufacturers nationwide in the plumbing industry. And again, the name of the plumbing, it's, it's an AKA. California Plumbing Parts. California Plumbing Parts. Thank you for your support. We're going to see you tomorrow at the Toy Drive yes, we'll event. Sure. Thank uh, you for having us. Yes. no, It's an honor to, yes. to be with you guys. Thank Truly you. And a lovely story and a love story. That's yes. what I like. Yes. And they're new members of our chamber, so okay. we're going to continue to see them, collaborate with them, and uh, and hopefully continue to work with you guys. We'll have you guys back on the show again as you open, hopefully, new new offices, new locations. And maybe we'll talk about plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. <laughs> you wanted a good story, Paul. We I gave did. you a good story. Wow, what a story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. you guys for having have us. Have a good one, everybody. Appreciate see you tomorrow you. at the Toy Drive. Thank you. Well, there you have it. The real stories of the real people in our community. Tune in to hear more each and every week here in Orange County's only community radio station. OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. Brought to you by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce.